Test, test, test. Say something, baby. See, see if they can hear you. Thank you. Welcome to the Severely Deficient Autobiographical Memory Podcast, where I speak about SDAM, where I talk about what it's like to experience nothing when you think about anything except a kind of recognition of a fact and a doing of a skill that you really don't have a lot of control over. It's kind of a muscle memory. So uh, let me start over. So really deficient autobiographical memory is the lack of episodic memory. Uh, it's the it's the it's the remembering without remembering. It's not really remembering at all. It's knowing <laughs> Yes, baby Mateo. This is my son Eric, also named Eric for me, conveniently. So when people hear me say, what do you think, Eric? He always responds very kindly. Yes, you do. Thank you. And Yes, Eric. That's right. He's learning about uh, this memory condition as well. I am going to assume that he will have it too. Because his mother has it and I have it. Uh, it's pretty rare. Maybe about, uh, I've heard estimates as high as 4% uh, of the population have aphantasia. And I'm assuming, uh, and I will die on this hill, that the total aphants, those that express that they have no sensory reproduction in the mind, uh, as in no hearing, no vision, no taste or smell, no muscle feelings, no movement, no proprioception, no skin feeling, nothing, no reproduction of a sensory event on the inside. Uh, I say those people have SDAM. They may know a lot about themselves because they rely on facts to a great extent and they're probably very good at trivia, but your whole life becomes trivia. Uh, and think about that. Uh, without the emotional attachment, this very strong emotional attachment uh, this emotional reproduction, because the emotions, again, are just uh, feedback from your subconscious, basically. Yes, we've been speaking for two minutes and 40 seconds, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, Eric. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Eric. So isn't it convenient? Like, my name's Eric, so it feels weird to say it. But I'm talking to him, but everybody else around me is confused, and sometimes I sneak in. Uh, yes, that's right, Eric. Anyway, you don't remember a lot about your past. And I'm going to assume the baby's going to be this way, so I'm going to record a lot of his, you know, things that he does as a child, because I do not remember my childhood at all, and this is a common occurrence for people with SDAM. They do not remember uh, a lot before adolescence, really. And even pictures to me don't even look like me. I, I don't recognize that person as myself. I know it's me, but I don't have a lot of, of well, any first-person memories, really. But I don't even have the stories that I remember, you know, that only I remember that nobody else told me. Uh, some people have called those personal semantics. Uh, I think that's something some of us are better at than others, you know, remembering facts about our own lives. Uh, 
I don't have a good calendar in my mind. Uh, people tell me 2004, and I won't remember a single thing from 2004 or 2008 or 2009, unless it's like something I've memorized, like the birth date of my children. I would know uh, what year they were born, for instance, but I wouldn't remember a lot from that year or even a lot from the experience of them being born, except uh, some things that I describe to myself. Ain't that right, baby? He's just looking at me. And I was thinking about, uh, you know, my efforts in asking people to come on the podcast. I have gotten some emails, but of course, you know, life happens and you never get on the same page with people or uh, someone doesn't respond because they don't see your email or you respond too late, so uh, things happen. But my uh, plan is to interview uh, my baby, you know, just because trying to explain something to somebody that has never heard about it because he doesn't hear he hasn't heard about anything really yeah and you explain it the way you would to a baby and that means you have to start from the beginning you have to explain what it is to be a human on the planet what it is to have an inner experience because in my opinion uh, the inner experience is almost more important than the outer experience because if you really, really uh, think about it, the inner experience is the outer experience because these things that we're taking in with our sensory uh, organs like our eyes and our ears and our smell and our skin and our all of it, right? It all gets compiled and it gets presented as an experience, as an awareness. But that awareness is not a one-to-one accurate representation of the outside world. It's just a an interface. And I think that even scientists that study a lot of physics and seemingly objective things are still using this same interface, which warps our perception of everything. Uh, time is really in our hands. It's in our perceptions. Even our focus and our concentration and our awareness can accelerate and decelerate our experience of time. So it might be an illusion like many people think all things are an illusion. What do you think about that, Baby Mateo? Eric. He is currently holding a chocolate in his hand. <laughs> Which is, thank you. He's, he shares a lot. He always gives to people. Say chocolate. Chocolate. That almost sounds like chocolate, like a delicious coffee drink. But it's a Nahuatl word, baby. It's not even Spanish. So there's the lesson for today. Nahuatl. Chocolate. Chocolate. Can you say, you are my reflection and I love you? That's what I keep on a loop on the inside. That's my baseline. Especially when I'm angry and emotional. Because for people like us, we don't really hold grudges as strongly as others because even the things that we are upset about or that we know happened, they don't bring back a lot of emotional responses because we cannot reproduce these things. We just have a fact. We can work ourselves up uh, in the moment, but the opposite of that is that we can work ourselves down 
we don't have to give in to these emotionalities. Like, we're, we're already a psychopath about the future and the past, if you think about it. Not because we can't experience emotion, but because we won't about the future and the past, about some imaginary thing. So, whenever we're feeling something, quote, real, unquote, in the moment, we have to convert it into something more imaginary, something more abstract. And the way I do it is to tell myself, will this matter in six months? And then I start thinking, will this matter in two days? It won't. Because I cannot tell you what I had for breakfast yesterday. Welcome to the SDAM podcast. Thanks for listening.